G'day guys. In today's episode, we review week one of the finals. We have a passionate Collingwood fan to talk about their big win over West Coast. We preview week two of the finals and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. What a weekend of finals football. How good was that? The uh, week one of finals, mate. It was uh, one of the best ones ever, wasn't it? It was one of the best in recent memories for sure. I think it blew all expectations. I don't know if anyone tipped the, the games to all be as close as what they were. It was awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. Richmond's result. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it was, from a neutral point of view, you know, if your team wasn't playing, um, it was bloody good to watch. Um, I can't imagine the, uh, the tension with all those close games that your team being in the finals would have been pretty tough to watch. Yeah, it was. It was. It was tough. I guess, especially when you lose, it's never easy to take. But like, you know, some clubs like Richmond had the second chance. So it's all good. We move on, look forward to another game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it was, it was great to watch. I think that they said that was the closest week one of the finals since about 1990 in terms of margin. So, um, yeah, so people that uh, were questioning the state of the game, they were uh, proven wrong on the weekend. So it was, it was good. It was great. What was your favourite game from it? Um, oh, I mean, I hate to say this, but probably Collingwood West Coast. Uh, yeah. I just think Collingwood just exceeded all expectations. No one expected them to win. And, you know, not that we're huge fans of Collingwood, but just to see them get the job done over West Coast the way they did was pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll, we've got a, uh, a Collingwood fan jumping on shortly to, uh, to talk about the game, so that'll be fun, but we'll, uh, we'll get into that soon. Um, but just a couple of quick, uh, quick talking points of probably the last 24 hours really was um, a couple of Essendon players wanting out, um, two big names as well. So Adam Sard has nominated Carlton, which is bloody unreal. Um, and Joe Danaher is just, just in the last hour has nominated Brisbane, um, which is huge. So... Oh, what is going on at Essendon? There has to, there's cultural problems. There has to be cultural problems for sure. I mean, the ex-players are saying it. The, you know, everyone can see from the outside that something's definitely wrong at Essendon. I just think it's up to Essendon now to put the onus on themselves and try and change something from within because otherwise they're going to keep losing quality players. Yeah, it's, it's very concerning. Um, and especially the Adam Saad one in particular. Um, I know Carlton's offer is very similar to Essendon's um, and he's you know, leaving Essendon to go to their biggest rival, um, which really shows that there is something seriously wrong there. Um, you know, the player's clearly unhappy. Um, you know, money, contract length, everything is all very similar. So, and to to want to leave them and, and go to, yeah, their biggest rival in Carlton is, is huge, isn't it? It's massive. It's massive. Uh, I did question whether or not the implications were as big as what they would have been, you know, 10, 20 years ago and rivalries were a lot stronger, but... I think definitely within this, the fans and the supporter groups, it's uh, definitely a hard blow for Essendon supporters to see him go to the Blues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was all over social media last night and a lot of Essendon supporters were absolutely filthy with it and um, you know, Carlton supporters were ecstatic. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what or how hard Adrian Todoro is going to be because he's notoriously known for being really hard to deal with at the trade table and probably valuing his players a little bit too highly. Um so there's already been talk that, you know, he's going to want Carlton's pick seven, Paddy Cripps. Um, 
naming rights to to Icon Park, our VFLW <laughs> license, all those sort of things. So he's already asking for a fair bit. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Blues get the job done. Very much so. Very much so. It's, uh, looking forward to what comes ahead. Yeah. So um, interesting. And then yeah, obviously Joe down here to Brisbane. Um, were you surprised by that one? Uh, not sure if I'm surprised that he's moving. Brisbane maybe a little bit, although they do need a key, a big key forward like Joe. So definitely the right fit for them. But I'm not surprised he wanted to leave the club. He wanted to last year. You know, uh, they kept him there, which is probably the wrong decision on Essendon's behalf. But um, no, I'm not, not surprised he's moving at all. They're definitely, like I said, cultural problems at Essendon. I think Danaher just wants a new start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not surprised at all with um, with him wanting to move. It's just going to Brisbane. That's that's huge. Um, you know, they're already well. If, they're probably the flag favourites right now. Um, and for him to, to go there would be huge for them and will really set them up for the next few years because um, you know, they're already a bloody good side. and they can have a power forward and Joe Danaher up there, they're going to be very scary in the next few years. So that is huge for Brisbane. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's get stuck into the to finals games. Um, so as we said before, we've, we've got a passionate Collingwood supporter coming on to talk about the, uh, well, arguably the, the game of the season and, and the, People were saying it was the best final since uh, since 1999, the Essendon Carlton game from there. So it's uh, it was dubbed as one of the best games of the season, and and uh, yeah, as we said, one of the best finals games um, in the last 20, 20 or so years. So um, yeah, so we've got uh, passionate Collingwood supporter Swoop Luke. How you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, guys. Yourselves? Yeah, going well, going well. I'm good. Uh, mate. good. We uh, yeah, we just we're just mentioning then our. You know, it'll be one of the best games in the last 20 years on the weekend, and I'm sure you'll yep. agree with that. Yeah, 100%. It was uh, – Colleen would love to play a heart-stopping final. So uh, it wasn't, wasn't good for the heart, but it uh, was a good game, definitely. <laughs> what did you – There you go, Marcus. I was going to say, uh, you must be pretty impressed. The Dirty Pies able to travel to WA, quarantine for a week, <laughs> still, get, still get the job done. It's uh, – Tell you what, it's pretty impressive, even from a Richmond supporters' point of view. It was pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, we um, as it's been uh, touted in the media for a while, we like that backs against the wall sort of mentality and stuff like that. And and ever since um, you know we lost to Port, I always said that going from the Queensland hub that we've been in for a couple months now over to WA, it's pretty much like a holiday anyway. And um, obviously considered travel, and we travel uh, really well, so. But yeah, that WA media didn't uh, hold up. They were expected to win, you know. They they could say whatever they wanted to, and having beating uh, beating them and then having them quarantine for two weeks makes that a little bit sweeter as well. Yeah, absolutely. That was um, it was just I think the the WA media almost gave Collingwood that extra incentive to win, didn't they? They um, you know, without that, oh, I think you guys might not have uh, got over the line. So yeah. I think that gave that added incentive, didn't it? Yeah, just just like a just like a, that little extra fire. The guys can say that they don't listen to the media as much as they want to, but you're going to hear. You're, you're it's obviously going to come across your desk, you know, and cane corns and and all that sort of stuff. And that's always it's always going to set a fire inside you. And hopefully, you know, I think Craig uh, Craig Hudson this week said that that was our grand final last week. So we're just like proving people wrong, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And Collingwood, you you've always been, um, you know, that. that you're loving the big stage. You, you're performing the big games, and it's great. And speaking of someone who performs in the big games, Mason Cox did it again, didn't he? Yeah, that's uh, what was it? Three goals in three minutes, and just shades of that 2018 prelim with the 
the only difference was in the 2018 prelim, he kind of was more consistent throughout the game. This one was just that first quarter, but, you know, you're up by four goals in that first quarter or, or whatever it was, and largely on the back of him. Yeah, he loves the big stage, big, uh, big coxie. Yeah, that, that first quarter was giving me PTSD watching that. I was getting ready to turn the TV <laughs> off and walk out of the room. It was killing me. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, like you said, it did, definitely it was a bit more consistent in 2018. But he just made his presence known. He brought the, um, brought the ball to ground a lot as well throughout the game, even if he wasn't kicking goals after the first quarter. So good performance from him, especially to see him step up in finals going forward as well. Yeah, exactly. He's put on a good. Um, he's put on a good last couple uh, last month or so, and. Um, it helps that Darcy Cameron was in the team as well because now they can isolate Cox as a deep forward. He doesn't have to play that um, second ruck. So, it, like like you said, bringing it to ground and stuff like that, it, yeah, it helps when there's a, a second ruckman and he's not taking those uh, duties from Grundy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what what do you think of the uh, Maynard Liam Ryan battle? Uh, there was a lot, there was shades of the 2018 Grand Final and that the stuff, some of the stuff that he did, like. You know, uh, there was a hit in the, I think it was the second quarter, which was exactly like the 2018 grand final hit on him uh, without the ball. And But Maynard is always going to give you 110%. Liam Ryan, uh, I'd say, won that uh, battle. He's a great, fantastic player. And you hate to play against him, but you'd love him on your team, you know. Um, but uh, it was good. I, I like the way Maynard goes about it. And, um, yeah, like I said, Liam Ryan won that battle. But, yeah, it was, it was tantalizing viewing, especially after that uh, grand final. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Maynard had flashbacks in the grand final, especially playing with <laughs> yeah. Liam Ryan. But like you said, he is that tough player, such a hard nut. He's consistent every week. He must be um, – I mean, I'm disappointed myself. I went to school with him, so I'd like to see him make the All-Australian <laughs> team. But you must be pretty disappointed he didn't get um, the AA selection. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, I um, I put up a post a couple of weeks ago when it happened, uh, and he had a better season categorically uh, over Shepard um, – uh, Darcy Byron Jones is that the dude from Port Adelaide? Yeah, um, yeah. So he had a he had a consistent he's had a consistent season, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top two in the Copeland as well. That's how that's how good his season's been. So yeah, AA disappointing, but um, he'll back it up next year and, and get there. Well, I think one thing that's probably a little more important than the All Australian selection is the uh, the Premiership. Obviously, can the, can the yep. Pies win it? Uh, yeah, yeah, the price can win. I have to put my um, my one-eyed uh, one-eyed player hat on. But um, look, no teams won it from eighth. And I said going into that game that whoever whoever wins, even if it was the Eagles, um, if their their next opponent, um, it's got to be a good game. And we're kind of lucky that. And I'm just looking forward, and it's what Collingwood supporters do. They like to look forward to weeks that they are not even qualified for yet. But we're on the good side of we're on the good side of the draw. If you can have a good side of the draw in a, a, a premiership, um, you know, going up in the, in the finals, we got Geelong, who you know uh, just looked shell shocked last week against Port and could go out in straight sets. Southwood injured, and then you got Brisbane, who we had the measure of when we versed them. Uh, they only had a good second quarter. I think they kicked five goals in the second quarter and we only ended up losing by, you know, a goal or a few points or something like that. So, yeah, it could be a Collingwood-Richmond grand final. Who knows? Oh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what a year to have it when none of us can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and up in uh, Brisbane as well. So, very <laughs> oh, We got close last year. I tell you what, I was very excited. That yeah. Uh, to be. Oh, right. Well, speaking of opponents that you... 
yeah, you can play in finals, mate. You, I feel like you played Geelong every year. Well, you've played them that many times in, in like the last, what, 10, 15 years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I think Pendlebury came out and said that Geelong, um, he's played more finals against Geelong than, and than any other team. And I think that was a stat as well that of the AFL era, we've played each other the most. Um, you know, you just got to think back to 2010, then obviously 2011, then last year as well um, was a really good game. And we'd like to put on a... Of 2007 as well, but we'd like to put on a spectacle. So it's going to it's going to be a really, really crazy game. Yeah, no, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, it's going to be another big weekend of footy. Um, but no, mate, that, that's that's about it. We uh, we appreciate you coming on. It was uh, it was good to get the Collingwood point of view, and um, obviously you've got your own Collingwood fan channel as well. So um, where where can people find you? Uh yeah. So if you if you follow me on Instagram, just Swoop Luke, and YouTube, it's Swoop Luke. I just do all Colling- just you know. To talk all, all one side of Collingwood stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Swoop Luke on Instagram and, and YouTube. But yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed myself. No worries, mate. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Have a nice day. Pleasure. See you guys. Cheers. Ciao. Hey, mate. Bye. 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 How that was, uh, it was great to get some uh, insight. And um, obviously, with that huge win on the weekend, it was good to hear his passion, wasn't it? Well, I was the first Collingwood supporter we've had on, and we definitely chose the right one at the right time. That's for sure. It all lined up perfectly. <laughs> I was a bit, bit nervous getting a Collingwood supporter on, but uh, no, that, that went all right. <laughs> so. we, we, we didn't antagonise or push him a bit. I've, I've seen some of his other videos when he's fired up, and I'm glad we didn't fire him up. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, that was great. Well, uh, we'll have to get him on. Well, you know, imagine they win the flag. We'll definitely get him on for that. That'd be that'd be great. Um, all right, well, uh, well, we'll move through the games then. So we'll, we'll go back to Thursday night and um, the first qualifying final between Port Adelaide and Geelong. This one was was an unbelievable contest as well. Um, Port Adelaide just really, they're proving everyone, I don't know, again, I think we said this last week, I don't think they, they're not getting enough credit that they deserve, are they? They haven't all year. And like you said, this isn't the first time we've said this. People keep acknowledging the fact that we're not giving them credit yet they still won't give them the credit they deserve. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's funny how it works because people in the media keep coming out and saying, yeah, look, Port probably, you know, aren't getting the credit they deserve, but I still don't think they're flag favourites. It's like, well, hang on a second. It's, uh, I don't know what more they've got to do to prove themselves, you know, top of the ladder all year. They just knocked off Geelong with a very good side. I, I don't know what more, how much more of a case they have to make for themselves. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And um, I think that performance on the weekend – puts them as the flag favourites now. Um, yeah, them in Brisbane, especially with the home ground advantage that both those teams are having uh, this final series, it has to be out of them too. Um, and whoever wins it, you know, if, it, if it's not one of those two teams and the team that does win, it's going to be a bloody good team. So, yeah, I think I think Porter are, are the flag favourites now. Um, and, geez, how good is that, that crowd as well at, at Adelaide Oval? Oh, it's it's very daunting from an opposition point of view, but it's fantastic, isn't it? The the port supporters are oh, they're not like any other. I think I don't know what word to describe them exactly, but they're definitely not like any other. And I'll tell you what, I know uh, Luke just said this before, but looking ahead, which is something a lot of supporters tend to do, if Richmond were to get over the Saints this week, I'm very nervous about going over to Adelaide and playing up there. Oh, it's fierce, isn't it? They're just just such an intimidating place to go, isn't it? Oh, big time. It's it's scary. The players would honestly have chills, I reckon, walking on yeah. the ground. It's, yeah, it's not like, like I said, not like anything else. Yeah. But on the other side of that, Geelong losing another final. Um, they've they've lost a lot more than they've won finals games over the last oh, 10 years, 10, 15 years. So 
bit concerning for them, isn't it? It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign going forward. They've got one of the best the best lists at the moment. Um, you know, it's been tainted as probably at the moment. Like this is almost one of their last chances. They're going to you know lose a couple of senior players. You'd think um, this is probably their last good run at it, and they haven't had, haven't taken off on a good start. No, not at all. Um, you know, with the you know with Dangerfield, Ablett, Salwood, Hawkins, like they're all thirty. Um, there's a couple others there that are you know that, that are old. So this could be their last chance with this group. Um, you know, they they they've got to take their chances in in, in big finals like that, and um, especially because they beat Port only a few weeks ago by a big margin, um, and then to lose them like this was was disappointing. But um, Tom Hawkins, though, kicked five behind, zero goals. He kicks and any, he kicks he kicks two or three of them. Geelong win. Exactly right. Well, don't, not to mention he kicked one out in the full as well. So that's six yeah. shots on goal that he had. I don't know if you were watching the game, but I'm, I know towards the end he had a snap on goal and he kicked it on his opposite foot. But it, it, the body language from that kick just looked like was he, lazy. he'd given up. Yeah, it looked like he'd just gone, oh, I'm not going to kick this anyway. And he just put on his boot and hoped for the best. So it's not the body language you want, especially in the final when the game is definitely still winnable. It wasn't like it was out of their hands at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. They've got a lot to work on this next week before um, coming up on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they are. Well, they get another chance, and now they play the Pies as we spoke about before. So that'll be a, a huge contest, and yeah, Port goes straight through to the prelim, and they'll face either Richmond or St Kilda. So um, Port Adelaide looking good with a with another home final. Um, but speaking of Richmond, the next night they played Brisbane at the Gabba in the other qualifying final, and I mean, I know you weren't too happy with the performance from the Tigers, but I thought this was a unbelievable game and I remember watching it in half I was like this is this is the game of the season it was just incredible footy um, Brisbane were very very good I thought Richmond still played quite well um, just Brisbane were just just better <laughs> this is the best way to put it I think yeah no look, Brisbane were very very good at, at the time um, I was absolutely filthy and you know, you can just ask those that were watching me while I was watching the game I, I wasn't a happy man but um, look I think you look back at it Richmond Richmond weren't bad. We weren't. We definitely didn't play poorly. We just had a few little mishaps. I think we're more undisciplined than anything. I mean, you look at we get, we gave away um, two fifty two fifty meters plus a double fifty on top of that, and I think that resulted in three goals. You take away those three goals from fifty meters, and Brisbane only won by fifteen points. You know, we win we win the game. So I'm not looking too much into it in a sense. More, we're just going to be, I think, a bit more disciplined. But on the other hand, that's not taking anything away from Brisbane. They were they were accurate, which has been a problem for them all year. Um, they were good through the middle. They were just better, almost looked like better drilled than Richmond um, on Friday night. So they were very de- looking very dangerous, especially like you said, with home home prelim now and the Gabbers at the grand final. So it's it's all looking upwards for Brisbane. <laughs> the Gabbers at the grand final <laughs> is what you just said. <laughs> uh, I, I, as I said it, I'm like, I hope. What if we pick up on this one? Or not? The Gab- <laughs> oh, I'm, standing, I'm standing by it. The Gabba is at the grand final. It's not the like grand finals at the Gabba. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long morning, <laughs> <laughs> but no. And, um, but speaking of the Gabba, how good was their crowd as well? It was. Um, it looked just as good as Port Adelaide's, didn't it? It is. It is. It's good to see just supporters back. At the, I know we've had them all year, but I think this time of the year they're more passionate than ever, and it's good to see that back in the game because we're missing it down here in Melbourne. So you know, the next best thing is I guess watching it on TV, and it, it makes more of an atmosphere for the game. You know, you hear umpire decisions, the crowd's booing. It's fantastic. The goals, celebrating, it's, yeah, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. But are the Tigers arrogant? Oh, look, 
I think I think the arrogance. There's always going to be a little bit of arrogance. You know, we won two flags in the last three years. There's going to be a bit of cockiness in us. But a lot of people put down our 50 meters. We gave away to arrogance. But one of them was undisciplined. You look at Marlon Pickenmill. The ground was getting into a jumper punch with someone. Gave away 50. But the other two were just, you know, snaps on goal after the whistle blew. And I put it down there. I don't reckon they heard the they heard the whistle go with the crowd there. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure. I wasn't on the ground. But look, I think probably slightly arrogant. But I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, if anything, it's more of a confidence thing. You know, you guys have been the best team for the last, you know, four years. Um, it's, it's similar to, to, to the Hawthorne team as well and, and even the Brisbane team from back in the day, um, you know, that, that third or fourth year where they, they have a bit of a strut and they walk around like they know they're there, you know. It's not, it's not an arrogant thing. It's just like they're confident knowing that they are the, the best team in the comp and they have been for, you know, the last few years. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a problem. It's just it could probably be reined in at a fraction, especially, you know, the way you gave away those 50 metre penalties. Yeah. Well, that, that hurt us earlier in the year against Port Adelaide as well. We saw the same thing happen we, when we played against Port and another one of the best games of the season, it was tainted at the time. And once again, undisciplined and free kicks and 50 metres probably cost us the game and a similar things happen now. So just get a touch. You just got to look forward, try and be a bit better in that area and, you know, yeah, try to get our game happening at the right time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, uh, we'll move on to, to Saturday's finals. Um, and the first one was between St Kilda and the Bulldogs at the Gabba. This was an absolute beauty as well. You know, the Saints getting up by, was it three, yeah, three points in the end. And, you know, they had a 30-point lead and the Bulldogs really clawed their way back in the last quarter, but, um, you know, it wasn't enough and the Saints were able to hold on and um, they've won their first final since 2010. That's massive for the Saints. Massive. It's um, probably unexpected. I, I know I was tipping the doggies to win that one. And, you know, the, like you said, the dogs did claw back. But the fact that they were blew out to that 30-point deficit in the first place just shows how good the Saints were. Yeah, they were, they were very strong. Um, yeah, Paddy Ryder was was dominant in the ruck. He really was was almost best on ground. Um, and then to hurt his hammy late and, um, and subsequently being ruled out for the rest of the season, is, uh, is heartbreaking for himself, isn't it? And, and for a lot of the Saints supporters. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. Like you said, he, he does miss the rest of the season and we've got the Saints this, uh, this coming week, the Tigers. So, you know, and been, you like you want to see your team play the best players, I guess. So, you know, as much as it helps Richmond without having Paddy Ryder on the side, you don't like to see that. Not by injury, not especially not a player like Paddy Ryder who's been around for so long. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first final win. It was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you played played with Essendon for most of his career, so that was never going to happen. Um, so, yeah, that was his first finals win. <laughs> <laughs> just a cheeky sledge. I was waiting for that to come. I was waiting for that. But, yeah, but like, like you said, it's just sad. I mean, you saw him after the game. He was in tears, and you really feel for a player like that, um, especially after finally achieving something he'd been working his whole career towards, but then just seeing it end, you know, just like that. So disappointing for Paddy. Yeah, absolutely, and then the on yeah the other side of that, the dogs have crashed out early again. Have they um, have they got an issue there? Are they are they where they think they are? Um, oh, I think their performance all season sort of put them being in this sort of position. I mean, they were fairly inconsistent. They'd win some great games, you know, look really promising, and then come out the week after and lose by forty points. So, I think they're at they're you know where they're at has probably been shown all year, but. I don't know if there's a problem or if they're just, you know, young and still growing. I'm not really too sure with the dogs. It's 
it'll be interesting to see how they go next year with another preseason to some of those younger guys like Bailey Smith and, you know, all those guys. So it'll be – and Aaron Norton. So, yeah, mm. uh, interesting times ahead for the Dogs. Yeah. They are still relatively young. So, yeah, they've probably got a bit more time on their side. But, yeah, it's just, you know, that, that 2016 flag just feels like so long ago now. So, um, but talking about flags, can the Saints win it? I don't think so. I don't think they can. As great as this game was, um, they've got an issue with having games come too close. They had a, all year they, they lost and won a couple of games that were really close, similar to Carlton. You, you know all about that, um, having close games. And like you said, they did have a 30-point lead on the Dogs, and I just think the sides that are going to really push for the flag are going to keep those sort of leads and not not lose them. And I think the Saints obviously played well to win it, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've got what it takes just yet to win it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, got, I think... Playing Richmond this week on the rebound is probably the worst possible result for them. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I feel like if the Saints were playing Geelong, that'd be a chance. But, uh, yeah, can't see them um, getting through against the Tigers this weekend, which leads us on to that uh, to that game. So, semi-finals this week start on the Friday night. It is the game between Richmond and St Kilda at Metricon, which is interesting. I mean, the Tigers requested that and they got it. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm unsure because I was under the impression that um, Melbourne clubs were going to get a choice in terms of when it would have normally been a home game in Melbourne, they were going to get a choice of which ground they played at. Or maybe it was just, I don't know, but I'm glad we chose Metricon (laughs) and we got it because it's been our home, it's been our MCG for us all season, I guess. We played six or seven games there, won all of them. Um, We've had a couple of players that are very familiar with that ground coming from the Gold Coast. But I think it just... It worked well. Richmond don't have to travel. We only have to walk 500 metres from where we're staying to get to Metricon. Um, I guess it keeps keeps the Gabba, you know, not playing too much footy on the Gabba, so keeping that in good nick as well. But I can't, I'm not complaining. I'm happy we've got, I'm happy we've got Metricon. It's just interesting. Um, I know there was an argument during the week that, you know, Geelong have always requested to play at GMHBA Stadium and, um, you know, Chris Scott's been pretty public with that. And, and then, you know, Richmond... Of uh, you know, Metricon's a smaller stadium than the Gabba, um, and you know the AFL's arguments always been to you know get more people in and and that revenue aspect of it as well. So it's um, it, it doesn't look good for the people that believe that the AFL favour Richmond. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, we look. We definitely look like the AFL's pets at the moment, uh, especially now GWS out of the equation. Then no one's looking at them right now, so it's all on Richmond. <laughs> No, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy we got that result, obviously. And another result that I'm not too upset with as a Richmond supporter is St Kilda, as we mentioned, have a couple of big outs, Paddy Ryder being one of them. Uh, Jake Carlisle has flown home with Paddy. I think he's having the birth of his third child, I believe. And uh, Ben Long, not guaranteed out of the team, but he's uh, he's been suspended for a week. And I know the Saints are, are fighting it. I think the result comes out later today after recording. So it'll be interesting to see whether Ben Long plays, but there are a few big outs of the Saints. I'll be very surprised if Ben Long gets off that. I mean, you, you can't do that. He's come off the square and, and lined up McRae. Um, that's, you know, that, that's something from a from a different era. Um, you can't get away with that now. And I think regardless of McRae getting concussed or not, you just can't do it. Um, and, yeah, I'll be very surprised if he gets off. But, yeah, in saying that, yeah, the Saints do have some big outs. And I think, yeah, I think Richmond win very comfortably here, especially with Tom Lynch back as well. Um, and I think you guys will... Uh, We'll easily get through there and um, go straight through to the prelim. 
Yeah, I tried tipping against Richmond last week because it's worked in my favour, but I'm tipping us this week and jumped off that bandwagon. So I'm tipping the Tigers. I think we should get the job done. I reckon we'll bounce back after what we would consider a pretty disappointing qualifying final. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the other semi-final is on the Saturday night between Geelong and Collingwood, as we spoke about before with, with Swoop. It's a, it's a, another Geelong Collingwood final. It, you know, it just feels like they play each other every week in the final, uh, every year in the final. So, um, but this game's at the Gabba, uh, not at Metricon. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Pies back that incredible win up um, against a Geelong team that's, you know, as we said before, their finals record isn't great. So they can't go out in straight sets, can they, Geelong? Well, they, no, they definitely don't want to. It'd be a massive, massive disappointment if they were to go out in straight sets. Um, but in saying that, they're coming up against a Collingwood team that seems to be proving everybody wrong, um, you know, week in, week out at the moment. So they're, they're every chance to go out in straight sets. Yeah, oh, it'd be, be super disappointing. What a waste of a season if they do go out in straight sets for Geelong. I mean, you know, it was only a few weeks ago where people were saying that they were the flag favourites. So if they were to go out in straight sets, it'd be hu- hugely disappointing for them. And um, now, not the not the not the way Gary Ablett sort of wants to go out as well, and um, yeah, it'd be be disastrous for them if they do lose this one. Um, but yeah, in saying that, Collingwood do love the big stage, and it wouldn't surprise anyone if Collingwood did win, would, would it? No, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Who, who are you tipping for this one? I'm going to say Geelong, just um, just because they just yeah they they ha- they just simply have to win this. I mean, yeah, people are saying Collingwood had their grand final last week, and they've probably spent all their tickets there, but. Um, it also, yeah, it also wouldn't surprise me if Collingwood did get up, but I'm going to tip Geelong. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm tipping Collingwood. I just think that I don't, I don't believe that was their grand final. I believe that's just the type of form they're in at the moment. So I reckon they'll continue that. And the wheels just seem to be falling off for Geelong. Um, you know, Joel Selwood's got a sore injured finger. I think he'll still play, but that'll definitely, you know, weigh up. Hawkins is probably having set shot issues. He's missed a few goals in the last few weeks. It could be, you know, Weighing on, weighing on him mentally, and I don't know if you've heard, there's a few rumours going on on the off-field side of things for Geelong, which could be just tearing him down from the inside. So I think everything's sort of going against Geelong at the moment, and I just reckon the Pies are looking very strong. All right. Huge. That would be huge if they do get up the Pies. Um, all right. Well, that is the semi-finals done. Um, really looking forward to it. If it's you know anything like last week's finals, it's going to be another another great weekend of footy. Um, but we'll, we'll move into our favourite segment, Spot on or way off? All right, I'll kick us off here. This is Brisbane's flag to lose. Spot on. Spot on. I reckon the way that they came out against the Tigers, the form that they were in, um, the like I said, the fixer accuracy issues, the... Grand final is at the Gabba, so they're right this time. Um, they're just, I reckon it's definitely theirs to lose because Port Adelaide, although having a prelim in Port, they're still going to come back to Brisbane and try and knock, and knock off you know, someone at the Gabba. And I think that team will be Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely. I think spot on as well. I think this is their best chance to do it. And um, if they don't, then they'll, they'll absolutely rue this for years to come. Yeah. All right, so my first one, Collingwood's win in WA... I had written here originally is their most impressive win in the last decade, but I'm going to say is the most impressive win in the decade in the last decade. Out of all teams. Yeah, it's just about, yeah. Well, yeah, you could say that. Uh, when was it? Tw- oh, you obviously can't compare it to their flag in 2010. 
Well, you can't, yeah, you can't compare it to a flag. Um, geez, I think, I think it is, to be honest. You know, as I said, people were saying that they, they were just making up the numbers. You know, they, they sort of limped towards the finals. They didn't have a great season. They had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, they had a lot of hub issues. And, um, and to play a West Coast team over there who have, I don't think they lost a game in Perth this season, um, was quite incredible. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say that's spot on. Oh, that's a good call from you. Yeah, no, they, like you said, I think West Coast were just so good over in WA. At one point in the year, and they won seven or eight in a row, they were, you know, tipped as one of the favourites for the flag, and they've gone straight out for Collingwood to do what they've done. I think the only game just coming to me now that would might compare to it would be uh, the Doggies winning the flag. I don't think anybody saw that coming from seventh spot. But, mm. um, but in saying that, I think in terms of an individual win, I think this game was, yep. yeah, right up there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Essendon have a serious culture issue. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> I mean, I know this uh, brings a smile to our face. <laughs> just, no, nah, that's, that's another light jab. But, um, oh, they, I mean, they have to. I mean, how many players now are wanting out of the club? Um, and, you know, it was all, all touted to go in the right direction for them a couple of years back. I mean, Dylan Shield went there. He saw good things happening at the club. Um, you know, change of coach. They've got a few good coaches. They've got... Um, We've got the list. It's just no one wants to stay. So then there has to be something wrong with the culture for those sort of players who want to be leaving. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, they almost need to go into a, a like a not a full rebuild, but they they probably need to start just um, yeah playing a lot of youngsters and and starting starting fresh really um, because yeah their their senior players are wanting out and um, you know they can't have players there that don't want to be there. So they they probably need to um, completely rechange the brand and um, standards and values that they set at that club and um, and maybe just go back a, a year or two and, um, and yeah, get the foundations right because, yeah, there clearly is something wrong there. And I, I think Danaher and Saad um, are not going to be the only two players that leave that club this off-season either. Yeah, I think there will be a couple of senior players as well um, that are that are wanting out. But that we'll, we'll move on now to the last spot on the way off for, for this week. I know we touched on it just a bit earlier as well, but Geelong have a serious issue when it comes to finals football. Yeah, I'm going to say spot on. I'm going to say spot on. Um, yes, I, was, I was almost going to say that they get unlucky with their opponents, but no, that, that's not an excuse for you know a team that finishes top four most seasons. Um, you know, Richmond always finished third, and you know Richmond have finished third and, and fourth, and. Um, yeah, they've played away qualifying finals as well and they've still gotten the job done. So no, I, I think that's spot on. They, they they either don't know how to win coming off a bye or they just mentally are just not not switched on enough or their, their intensity isn't good enough to play finals footy. Well, yeah, which is, I mean, obviously I'm saying spot off as well, but, but we, it's surprising considering they've still got a few players that won premierships with them. Like there's not like they're a completely new side. They've got a lot of players that played in those flags you know, back in 2011, 2009 and all that with them. So there's, there's definitely finals experience there. They just can't seem to put it together. Yeah, it must be – because they, they do play a pretty slow brand of footy. So it could be uh, just their – maybe it's their style that just doesn't stack up in finals. Um, it just doesn't have that finals intensity. Um, yeah, they're a bit of, maybe they're a bit like bottom feeders. Are just, they beat the bottom sides with their game, but once it, their style's too slow to hack it with yeah. some of the best. yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how they go this weekend against the Pies. But, um, yeah, I think that's spot on as well. All right, and that is uh, that is spot on way off done for another episode. Um, 
and yeah, as always, we uh, we love the feedback that comes in for that. It's a it's our favourite segment, and and we absolutely love it. Um, um, well, in saying that, I don't think a lot of Essendon supporters love it. We seem to have something about them every every time. Don't we? <laughs> Spark a bit of debate. It's good. <laughs> All right, but that is uh, that is a wrap for this episode. Um, uh, it's it's been great to have a uh, swoop on to talk about the pies and. Um, yeah, it's all about their win and, and previewing their game this weekend. It was great. Um, something we'll do more of going forward, trying to get some fans on and um, getting those real passionate views, which which we love. So, But as always, make sure you uh, leave us a review on iTunes, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, yeah, we love all the support that's coming through. It's greatly appreciated. It means the absolute world to us. So you keep them, keep them coming. But have a great weekend. Stay at home. Wear your mask and we uh, we hope your finals team wins. <laughs> <laughs>